Lee Strinbeck, you're with us. You're an actor, a director, a writer, and a teacher. You've been here in the capital region for ages. And what made me laugh this morning is I thought, you know, this is like spring awakening. And I went, spring awakening. (laughs) (laughs) You did a most magnificent production of Spring Awakening. Oh, I'm so glad you saw that. I was so incredibly proud of the students and the team and the musicians that we pulled together for that show. And it was at Russell Sage. Yes. And that must have been five years ago now. At least, because I think I did cabaret there after that, actually. So what's going on in theater world? Uh, Well, what's going on in theater world is I'm working on a project with the New York State Defenders Association, their basic trial skills program. And we hire and train 30 actors for that program to play five different roles. And the reason we hire actors is because they help the young mostly young public defenders are already practicing law, but they may not have gone to trial yet to a jury trial. And there's a week long intensive at Skidmore in June to help them get ready to go to trial. And that includes meeting their client for the first time after the arrest, getting case information, prepping their client for the stand, impeaching a detective on the stand, which is a you know fairly common Uh, can be a common practice. And we have civilian witnesses that we train. Got me to thinking about the other reasons and other applications for acting other than doing theater on a stage or seeking a professional career, because this area also has the standardized patient work at Albany Med that many, many actors are involved with. And it's very similar to working with the lawyers. Lawyers and doctors have to have so much information at their fingertips, life-saving essential information that often their education can focus so much on that, that there's an urgency when they communicate that can be a little bit dehumanized. Public defenders have overwhelming numbers of cases. I mean, I hear their stories every year because I've been a communications coach with that program for 15 years. So you have to kind of roll back, and this is what Albany Med has the actors do, to just check in with the doctor again and go, okay, you you know all the things to do, but you forgot to look me in the eye. And when I said my mother just died, you just said, okay, and wrote it on a chart. And it wouldn't have taken you much more time to say, I'm sorry for your loss. They don't mean ill. It's just the amount of pressure and stress to get where they got to, to get that degree, to get ready to practice professionally. And actors can be really helpful in the verbal and nonverbal communication, the story that every human holds. A reminder that every human holds a story. And if you can slow down enough to listen, maybe you don't have to run the six tests immediately. Maybe you would hear something else or even see something else. And of course, there are already many wonderful public defenders and doctors who know this and practice this. But that's, a, that's one application. So what about people who are intimidated with the idea of going into court? The New York State Defenders Association doesn't have us mm-hmm. coach any of the, say, there are professional witnesses and then there are witnesses who are coach depending upon you know which side they're testifying for and certainly if you put your client on the stand which often isn't done for a whole bunch of reasons you would spend time working with them we work that into that by basic trial skills intensive week is how to work with your client to get them ready 
it's a very high stakes situation. It's funny because in acting, we talk a lot about raise the stakes of the scene, you know, like make it more important, like make a stronger choice. Well, when you're working with a human being who's sitting in court, the stakes can't be any higher. It, it, again, the, the medical and the legal overlap is the Venn diagram is very intense in terms of you're meeting people sometimes at, on the worst day of their life in crisis. And how do you as a human being communicate at that point? What about police? What about them? Does anyone ever contact them about their social and <laughs> their, their oh. talents or their ability to read or communicate with someone rather than? I do know of a, a lifelong public defender who was hired to work with the police on settling cases fairly. But if you're talking about communication skills, to my knowledge, no one from a police department has sought out actors to say, how can we, how can we create a crisis situation and teach you how to do conflict resolution and neutralize first? And I understand that in military training, there is a focus on neutralize a situation first. Don't escalate, don't escalate. I talked to a policeman in Norway. Well, their training in Norway is, uh, is years. I think it's three years long. And a lot of it is just de-escalation. A lot of it is just what can we do to calm everything? Because if the police have been called, something's already up here. Somebody's up here. Somebody's already escalated. It might not be both parties, but, you know, um, and so that's a really interesting idea. <laughs> well, I thought so. Yeah. But, but, <laughs> but what I'm also thinking of is, is so much of acting and, and improvisational skills. I mean, do you work with a script or do you work with situations and improvise? It's all improvised, but every single person that we train for their role has, uh, particularly the client, has pages and pages and pages of material to memorize. And it's the stuff that we know about ourselves. Well, how old are you? What What was your family life like? How do you like your current job? How was your life with your girlfriend until this incident happened? What was the night like in the bar? So they have to memorize a lot, but ultimately it's all improv. Actors are being used in the capital region right now every day, or people, even people who who aren't professional actors, but who have an interest and an ability to do this work in standardized patient work. So I was thinking about that because I'm going to tell a little story. I was talking to a friend this week who is um, in my age range. Uh, I think she's, well, she's uh, maybe a few years older in her late 60s. And she's had this career that I admire, a corporate career, and she's known how to make money her whole life, which I always think is very cool <laughs> because I've been in theater my whole life. And somehow she mentioned, she said, but what I've always wanted to do is act. And just saying it out loud to me, she started to cry. She's been holding this in her heart for so long. And she had never really told anyone. Like she's come to see me in shows and she's asked a lot of great questions. All these conversations over the past few years, never once mentioned it. And it made me want to say, that there are acting classes available all over the capital region. You know, Patrick White has one, Laura Lee Ecobelli has Blue Horse Repertory, Theater Institute at Sage has kids classes, Proctor's has, I know kids classes, I don't know about adult. Aaron Moore also does some acting classes. And oh, okay. He works a lot with, with inner city kids. And Mop and Bucket and Schenectady, you can't go to a better place to do improvisation work. And you don't have to wanna be a pro. 
You just have to have, again, this need in your heart to tell stories and connect. And I think all acting classes work on that. They work on being in the moment, having empathy, putting yourself in someone else's shoes, and then of course, becoming someone else. I, I just got all fired up about, you know, wanting people to don't wait, just, just do it. Just take a class, get in there and something will change for the better. The big deal with all of the actors that we bring in, and we bring in some wonderful actors. Currently, we are seeking actors to play the client, and we hire mostly Black and Latino actors between 25 and 35 who are males, unfortunately, to reflect the criminal justice system and fit with our case. And then rehabilitation through the arts using theater inside correctional facilities to help people understand what it's like to live in somebody else's shoes or to experience some of the emotions. I have a friend who's been teaching at Otisville State for uh, over 10 years, and now he has a class at HB Studios in New York City for the formerly incarcerated. He does performances. I've been to Otisville and seen a couple of the performances. You know, it, it's just about everybody wants to be heard and everybody wants to feel empowered to speak. And that's why I love teaching theater to younger people. I've taught K through 12 my whole life. And it's about saying, you know, you have a voice and you are worthy of being listened to, even if it's full com full on comedy and silly, like it can be with some kids, or you have, you have something you need to pour out. So that's, that's the power of, that's one of the many powers of theater. Congratulations on all the work that you're doing. It sounds exciting. Um, there's quite a few courses this summer happening in the Albany area. And I would say to anybody who thinks they can't afford it, always reach out to the organization because many of these organizations have scholarships. Oh, good news. Yeah. Be persistent. Try not to write, try not to write yourself out on account of money right away, please. You've been listening to Lee Strimbeck speaking with Andrea Cunliffe for the Hudson Mohawk Magazine.